through that time, I actually ended up getting my pilot's license through that. Yeah. So I got my pilot's license, and uh, that's when my sales started, because I convinced my mom to buy me a plane. What? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be easy. And uh, shout out, mom. Thank you. All right, today we have Spencer Pascal, is that correct? That's correct, that's correct. Spencer Pascal, I remember the first time I got introduced to you and we had a three-way call. Um, I, you know, I called obviously because I wanted, I'm, I'm looking at an industrial building that I'm looking to acquire. Um, and quite frankly, I don't know industrial from, you know, I, I could, I would, I don't know anything about it, right? So right. Um, you came in as a resource just to kind of guide me. And the amount of knowledge and expertise you had in the space was just like... Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. I got off the phone. I looked at Anthony to my right, who was on that three-way call with us. And we were just like, that guy's smart. <laughs> Thanks, <God. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah. And yeah. today, just to find out that you're only 28 years old, that you just turned 28, is just yep. beyond me. Obviously, um, you've learned an incredible amount in such a short period of time. Um your background and and like just what you've accomplished over the over the short few years is is truly incredible. So, dude, welcome to the Deals and Dollars podcast, man. Awesome, thank you guys for having me. This is this is uh, quite the treat, man. Awesome. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you give us? Because I I you know I got your bio here, but I don't know a ton. Besides what Dave just said, it sounds like you're a really smart guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, why don't you give us a little background on yeah. you know kind of you know you where you're at and uh, you know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. So um, I started this game about five years ago. Okay. Um, I grew up in it. Uh, my dad has done real estate his entire life. Um, and uh, so, you know, I eat, slept, breathe real estate growing up as a kid. Nice. Um, and so I never really had interest in it because I guess, you know, you watch your parents and you're like, well, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, my dad was, you know, not at home that much because, you know, he's Back then, it was a little different. It was hard to, like, get every deal going and everything. So, um, you know, I ventured on to different things, and I got to college, and I found that <laughs> marketing was the easiest thing to graduate with. I'm like, let me pick the easiest thing. <laughs> um, and as I was doing that, I just, you know, I um, I started seeing my dad do it more, and I started going, like, oh, wow, this, like, he makes good money. Look at all the trips he goes on. Look at all this. And uh, so that kind of got me inspired a little bit just to, like, actually learn the nitty-gritty of that market. Um, so he really grew up doing re uh, retail. Uh, it's all he did was retail. He had a partner, and um, those two, I mean, they were buying hundreds of properties a year wow. all over Jersey. Um, his partner was uh, Bruce Jeffrey from Jeffrey Realty. Um, so they did everything together. In probably about 2009, he transferred over to Industrial. And uh, just branched down himself a little bit and just started doing all industrial. Wow. So, um, obviously, I was really young back then. I didn't, you know, I wasn't still too much in it. So, um, yeah, so I started dappering a little bit. And um, really how I got into it is in college, I got a job with American Airlines and throwing bags on planes. Nice. And I was like, they had free flight benefits. So I was like, oh, wow, this might be the perfect opportunity for me to use the benefits and go back for see my dad. I was living in Virginia at the time, going to college down there. And uh, what college? I started at Old Dominion okay. University. I did two years there, and then I didn't like being on campus, so I went to online. 
and my mom moved to Charlottesville at the time, so I just lived in Charlottesville. Okay. So I was going back. I was spending one week with American Airlines, and I was spending one week with my dad. And I did that for about a year, year and a half. And um, throughout that time, I was just like, I learned some other things. And uh, through that time, I actually ended up getting my pilot's license through that. So I got my pilot's license, and uh, that's when my sales started. Because I convinced my mom to buy me a plane. What? <laughs> <laughs> that can't be an easy. And, uh, shout out, mom. Thank you. And uh, no, so I told my mom, I said, look, if you buy me this plane, when I'm done, I'll sell it and I'll make you a profit on it. And she's like, oh, you know, okay. So she bought <laughs> me the plane. And so now I'm flying myself back and forth to Jersey. And I'm part-time at the airlines, so and now I'm doing it more. I'm learning everything about the company. And I'm in college at the same time. So wow. I decided, I was like, look, I'm getting too deep into the company. I'm like, I think I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I'm um, going to every meeting with my dad, sitting down, learning about it. My dad's one of those guys where he like, if you're selling the building, he wants to sit with you. He'll talk to the son. He'll bring it. Like, he'll sit with you. He'll go out to dinner with you to buy a building. He'll do whatever he has to do to buy this building. And so that's I was learning everything. That's how you do it. Uh, exactly. Exactly yeah. how you guys did it. Like, that's how you do it. And so... Uh, one day I was just like, you know what? This is stupid. So I packed my car up. I said, love you, mom. I got to go back to Jersey. I didn't want to move back to Jersey. And I was like, I got to give this a shot. And I was like, I would just start in my twenties. I was like, this is my only chance. If it doesn't work, I was like, I know I can go back home to mom and stuff like that. So I filled my car up and I just right, drive right to Jersey. Three months into living in Jersey, I sell the plane for $20,000 more than I bought it for. Nice. So I give my, you know, I got my mom $20,000 profit. And uh, and I just kept my head down. I just kept going and going and learned every single thing about property management. And uh, and that's basically how I got started. I just, you know, gave up a lot of things to just focus on one thing. Mm, and nice. that's kind of, you know, what got me into real estate, basically. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. That uh, was a lot right there, but. No, yeah, no that's no, great. That's, <laughs> that's great. That's a great background. Yeah. So, like. You obviously took a one-year journey yeah, of flying back from Virginia to New Jersey to learn the yeah. game. Um, what was it about that experience, that one, one-and-a-half-year experience, just really learning the ins and outs that that got you that excited to pack it up and move out of, of uh, Char- was it North Carolina? Uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Virginia? Yeah. And, and, and just move to New Jersey and do this and go all in. Yeah, so I think a lot of it, you know, at the time I was uh, I was watching a lot of these guys on like YouTube and all that, you know, between the Grant Cardone guys, yeah. the Gary V guys, all this, where they're just like, you're young, you're like, I don't care if you're 50, so I'm time to figure it out. Yeah, and I was like, I'm 20 years old, yeah. like I know I could always go home, but I was also thinking, like in the back of your mind, I was always going like, look, if I do really well at this, I could I I could buy a house in Arizona. And live in Arizona and Jersey. Like, I, it creates options for myself if right. I do really well at this. Yeah. So, um, and I'll know in a year if I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, you know, some people know in three months if they don't like something. And um, so that was kind of my motivation. And uh, that's, you know. You I saw, mean, you saw like, how much financial benefits you could gain. There was a lot of financial benefits, too. And, um, but I, the problem is I don't really know what I know now. 
Mm. Like, you know, if you were to ask me that same question now, like, that's what I felt back then. If you were to ask me that same question now, I'd be like, now I don't, now I don't even care about the financial benefits. Because wow. all I needed to do was stay focused like I did and worry about, like, learning every single, every single thing about it. Yeah. And, uh, and put that to work. Once I put it to work, then the reward was the financial side of it, right? Right, right. So, because you could buy a building with a partner, wait five, even ten years before you even get a return on that, and then you're already, you're already, you know, five, ten properties deep on other stuff. You know, here comes a distribution for the property nice. to start out yeah. with, right? Yeah. So, like, but I didn't know that in the beginning. All I saw was my dad doing really well, buying things, doing this, going on nice trips, you know. And I was like, you know, I mean, this is a great lifestyle. Know, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't remember how many times my dad had to fail to learn everything. Wow. So it was, it would now it's so much different than what I thought then. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm glad I thought then because it's honestly what got me into it was like the financial freedom. Right. And um, that I know I'll be able to get. You know, because financial freedom is so much different, right? Yeah. You know, I can make a million, but now I want to make two million. Then I want to make five, you know. Right. So um, I think now, like, I have such a different vision on the real estate side than I did five, six years ago. I love what, that, man. What yeah. I think is funny about real estate is, like, it's, 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 like, the cool thing for, like, a lot of, like, our generation. Yeah. But our generation is so impatient. Yeah. Right? And, like, real estate's like a patience game. Oh, 100%. So, like, everybody gets into this thing, and they're like, well, I'm going to, like, well, why am I not making millions of dollars? Like, It's like the amount of people that went and got their real estate license during COVID to sell houses. Right. And then they're going, like, well, you know, it's going to start to change a little bit. I'm like, you changed your entire lifestyle thinking you were going to be a millionaire because it was happening to a couple people. Right. You know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, COVID was tough for us on a standpoint of, like, it changed the market. Right. You're not, not financially, but, like, now it's a whole different market too. It's not the same For market sure. it was. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm curious. Um, you know, like a lot of people would say, like, oh well, like his dad did it. He had an easy start, right? Yeah. But you still had to take that leap, which is like, I'm going to try this thing. Yeah. So when I started, um, my dad and I had a deal. Uh, like he was like, you're going to live with me for a year in my apartment, and you're going to eat and sleep and breathe real estate. And I'm going to, your my, my learning curve was like this. Yours is going to be like this, bro. I'm going to teach you everything that I know in a short amount of period. So if something happened to me tomorrow, you know how to manage everything in the portfolio. I'm That's like, awesome. Done. Let's go. He's like, it's going to be over. And now I'm scared. I'm going like, I don't know any of these terms. <laughs> I'm reading real estate books. It ain't the same thing my dad's saying. I'm reading, he had real <laughs> estate math books. And I'm like, this ain't anything my dad is saying. So... You know, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling my mom every other day. I'm like, I don't know. This is, like, scary. And she's like, well, you can always come home if you need anything. Like, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And, you You're know, like, oh, well, super supportive, but, like, no, it was good. You know what it was? It was good because I needed that, like, other person to talk to. Because with my dad and I, was just like, my dad would be there in a heartbeat if I need something. But it was like, he was the best coach I had, right? He was that you know, that mentor everyone needed. And that's, so I, that's what I basically had to take away from. Like, all right, I'm going to struggle through this. And um, I didn't make anything my first couple of years at all. And so I was like, all right, how do I make something? The guy's like, find properties. Wait, say that again. I didn't make anything for years. Years. No, well, now I got paid Enough. something. Yeah. But. You didn't make money. I was still living with my dad. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I sold my car. I came to him, I was like, look, I only have a savings account, and that's gone. 
And he's like, okay, what about if I give you a company credit card? And I was like, no, like, I need to get paid, Dad. Like, and I got to take girls out on a date. Yeah, so. right? So he was like, uh, sell your car. Wow. And, and I'll buy you a car, and we'll keep it here, and that'll be your car. Like, I, you don't need to have a car payment. You don't need to have credit. You need nothing. You want to buy real estate, you need to have clean credit. You need to do all that. Yep. And I was like, fine. I mean, I str- was sort of trying to find someone to buy this stupid car I thought I wanted when I lived in Virginia. Finally sold the car. I'm like, all right, that's gone. Bam, brand new car. He's like, now you have a car. Now you have no car expense and no insurance expense. So what's the next excuse? And I was like, well, you know, I want to go out to have dinner with girls. I want to go and do all this. So we came up with like a little something that like worked and all that stuff. And so he's like, okay, now that that's done, like you have no excuse. Like go and find buildings. That's how you're going to get paid. Uh So I remember I I would bring him like 10, 15 buildings a day, print them all out. All nice in packets. And by the end of the month, he was like, all right, we got a problem. You're wasting all my fucking ink. Like, you got to <laughs> stop. You got to stop printing all these properties out. Like, show me them. And I already know if I like it or not. But, like, every single – I mean, I could have brought him 100 properties every couple months. All of them said no except for one, right? And, uh, and like, once I found one, I was like, okay, now I know what to do. And I just kept doing that and doing that. And he would find properties. And I'm like, oh, give me a percentage. Give me a percentage of that. Nope, this is mine. I found. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we just kept doing that and doing that. And um, yeah, it kind of like, you know, it like on your point of, oh, you know, did your dad give everything? No. You, what my dad gave me for free was all the knowledge that I know now. All like the phone call we had, that's everything my dad basically gave me for free. Wow. You know, you want to talk about all oh, the golden, you know, a, a gold spoon and all that. That's why I got, I got free knowledge. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to pay for that. I didn't have to go to pay for a seminar or go to a Grant Cardone event or doing. So that's probably the best thing out of I, I got out of that. And I can still utilize that to this day. But I love that, man. But other people could do that. Right, hundred percent. Other people could do just because it's your dad. That's that's obviously better. No, and there's a thousand like, people that do that. To him. That you, they could go and say like, I'll work for free or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I can find buildings, you pay me on them, right? And like, I'll I'll eat what I kill. People could do that. There's no yeah. reason they couldn't do that. No, and and that's my biggest thing on, you know, like I thought about is when people used to ask me. I have a good buddy from Virginia who we worked in the airlines together, and he's been trying to get into that and everything, and um. And I, I always tell people, like, I don't know how to get started. I don't, you know, I've never been a broker. I respect the brokerage industry. But I've never been a broker. But I'll <sighs> respect that hustle side of the brokerage industry. Um, but I'll be like, go be a broker. I don't know. But now now that I'm in my spot, I go, like, the, the way you can do this and be successful is you got to get a mentor. Yeah. And either you're going to have to give something up or sit down and really focus. Um, because that's how I did it. And if I was going to do it again, and let's say my dad wasn't in the spot of that, I would just get a mentor that I could be next to him for free, eat and sleep real estate, and you'll 100% be successful. That's great. That's great advice. That's amazing advice. Yeah. That is, like, that's that's really it, right? Take a year. Take a year. Take Make a sacrifice yeah. and, and go learn, right? Like, that's... And you could do that for anything. I mean, I have mentors that, on top of my dad, that are his partners, and... You know, they do maybe residential apartment complexes. And I'm like, I want to sit down and go have dinner with you. And I want to pick your brain. I want to be like, how do I own 200 apartment units in right. one building? Like, where do I even get started? Where do I get approvals for that? Right. How do I speak to the person in town to, like, milk them to go, like, yeah, we need this in town. Like, how do, I, don't, I don't care about the financing side. I need to know from, like, the shovel on the ground side. And so, you know, it, I don't 
my dad's my industrial realtor guy all day. But there's other mentors I have out there that I'm like, I'm going to go down your throat every single, every event you host, I'm going to be there. Right. And I just need you to see my face. Whether we talk or not, I want you to see my face. And um, so, you know, that's that's what everyone has to do. And uh, I think you could you could be successful with, without, a, without a doubt, you know. I totally agree. No, that's really great. That's right. Re- where are you at now? Like, what, what's what's the company look like? What's your structure? What, where where are you at? Yeah. So when we when I started with my dad, we had to come up with some type of formula because there was a lot of teaching, and as you can see, I would get like really boring as like an early twenty year old, and so I was like, well, look, I got this marketing degree. I you know why don't I try to use it? So. My dad had no marketing, no website, no company emails, no merch, no nothing. Right. And so I was like, well, why don't I do that? Give me a budget. I'll stay on it. And whatever I can stay in, if I stay under on something, I can use it for something else to market. So if it's two grand to go build a website and I do it for a thousand, you give me, I could take the other thousand and go start something else. And he's like, deal. So I took two years and I rebranded the entire company. You know, I helped us uh, build an office, um, come up with a logo. Um, he already had the name Commerce Park Investors, and I was like, great, let's use that. Um, create a website as our portfolio and everything, and then, you know, create the Instagram, marketing, everything for the company now. Right. Um, and so I was like, okay, like, got to use my marketing degree a little bit. Then after that, I was like, we had a big talk. And I was like, all right, I want to do this, but the problem is – my dad's old school. You know, it's just like, you should use just him. So he's like, I don't need a website. People just know my name. I don't need any of that. And I was like, well, people don't know me. Right. And they know me as Roy's son. Right. And I don't want that. So I said, if I'm going to take this company over someday, I need to build a company. Yep. And he was like, fine, fine. We could do that in increments and all that. So I just started from scratch. I mean, I, I threw every file in the office, converted into like documents online. I was like, I don't like paper. We got to get a revolve paper. You should be able to show up to any meeting and be able to pull up a document or lease on your phone. Right. So we changed that. Changed property management softwares. Started hiring employees. When we started, it was him and I. Then we hired a project manager. It was a good friend of his at the time. And now we have uh, eight employees. And, um, you know, all W-2 employee based and all that stuff. And uh, we had about, probably about, 700,000, 800,000 square feet at a time. Now we have 1.5 million square feet. And, um, yeah. And so basically being able to change the company into a company versus just him and I allowed us to divide and conquer in certain duties. So instead of my dad worrying about property management and, hey, is this lease sign? Get all that. Don't worry about that. We have a guy who does that now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have a bookkeeper in house now. We don't have to have you stress on a vacation. Oh man, did that that tenant actually pay the rent? Did it get messed up? Now you have one job: find buildings. Wow. And I'll manage the rest of the company. I'll manage the entire portfolio. I'll be. He's probably job. great at it too. Yeah, He's, and and so and that's how we got. Roy's a dog at getting deals. Yeah. Oh, insane. So <laughs> as soon as I clean that up, in six months. We bought 500,000 square feet in wow. six months after cleaning that up. I love, that's amazing, bro. Yeah. So it, it just showed that, like, as soon as you stopped worrying about all the nitty gritty stuff, it was like, bam, game on. Well, it's it's kind of, there's a theme with you, which is like focus, right? Like focus on one thing. Well, you got him focused on one, one thing. thing. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. He's probably so much happier, too. 
Oh, so much happened. Right? Like, <laughs> he could go, he could go, like, I could tell, like, when he would go on vacations and uh, he would, like, call me all the time asking this. And I was like, just go on your vacation. And me and I'm, in my head, I'm going, like, gives me the opportunity to, like, run the company without people going to him and asking questions. I'm like, yeah. ask me. Ask yeah, me. Yeah. With the... And so now it's exactly like that. And I'm like, that's what it should be, bro. Like, you should be able to go on vacation and not get a phone call. Right. You know, let us, there's plenty of people to run it. We're okay now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all that real estate in there, it's all value add. You know, that those those aren't six or seven cap properties on there. Those are eight or nine plus cap properties on there. We're talking 100,000 square foot plus buildings all over Jersey, some in Pennsylvania, you know, all non-overpriced properties. Most of that stuff all under $100 a square foot. Wow. So, you know, that was, I was like, that was his specialty. And so, you know, I mean, our goal was to hit $2 million this year, but, you know, Five hundred thousand was a lot for a small group of people, so we'll we'll get it next year. But yeah, well, I mean, still with yeah. rates going the way they are and and the world crash, nobody doing transactions. That's still very impressive. I mean, we're still finding deals though. That's the thing, you know. It's either those off market deals where I'm just like, bring it to us first, and we'll pay the broker. We're like, look, we'll pay you to bring it to us off the market first. Don't show anyone else, and um, they love that. Um, and then, yeah, just like these hidden little gems that come out. I mean, we have three things under contract right now. Uh, something straggling from last year. You know, build, we're building an industrial building, and so that's obviously takes time and all that. And then two or three properties right now that we just went under contract that we just signed a month ago, right, that are all normal market stuff that we ended up figuring out with rates and all that that were totally fine, you know, and so that are still value-add deals. So I think... It was like to your point, it's an exact it's an exact thing of once I got him focused, we were able to do what we need to do, which was to grow and grow rapidly. And so yeah. Were you always entrepreneurial, like growing up? Not really. I was like uh I was severely dyslexic and ADHD growing up. So I was like I couldn't really I couldn't like I couldn't read in class and I couldn't do any of that. So I would just come up with other things to do. Um that would get me out of doing those type of subjects. So I was like, oh, if I could go do woodshop or things like that. Yeah. And like in woodshop, I couldn't pass any of the safety things in woodshop they make you do. But I knew how to build every single thing in there the kids know how to do. And I was like, just let me come after and take the test. And all they're like, no, if you can't pass, you can't be in woodshop. So um, I just, you know, I did strange things. I mean, that's how I got into flying. It was just something different. It took me three times to pass the private pilot written exam and one time to pass the oral exam because I was like, I could show you how to do it, but the second you put an exam in front of me, I'm like, you know, like yeah. I probably couldn't pass a broker's license thing, but I could, you know, I could sell or at least the hell out of a building. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, I just, I didn't have an, I bounced around a lot. Yeah. I think that's what helped. I bounced around, did, did a bunch of different traits and, um, and that kind of helped me home into exactly what I really wanted to like, I guess do. How, how many entrepreneurs do you think are ADHD? I feel like like most most yeah. of them. Every single one of them. Yeah, like most of them. I mean, I don't. If I was, I mean, I don't know. Like, I could. People tell me they go. Like, I look at your calendar and your emails, and I don't know how you function day to day. And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? Same. And uh, and they're like, well, no, like, like literally, these past couple of days, I've been at home because my girlfriend was sick, and she's like, your phone doesn't stop. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, really? And she's like, no, it just keeps going. And then you're doing emails while on the phone, 
And I was like, yeah, like, that's easy. And she's like, no, nah, I couldn't do that. But then, but then you feel weird when the phone stops. I go, I get panicked. I, I start to get a little shaky. Yeah. Too. I get like, panicked. Why am I? It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm still checking my emails. I'm like, why, why am I getting another one? Yeah, where's the stimuli? You're like, I can't believe I've completed everything. Like, something <laughs> yeah. has to come in. No, it's funny because, like, uh, recently I had to get really, really regimented with the calendar just because we have almost 30 employees now and like everybody's trying to get you in a meeting or this or that. Oh God. And I had a, a doctor's appointment with my girlfriend and I had somebody come into the office at 11 and the appointment on the calendar said 930. I'm like, that's plenty of time. Yeah. Right. Hour long appointment. I'll be back in the office. No problem. And then she's like, I'm like getting ready to leave. She's like, no, it's, it's at 10. I'm like, well, the calendar says 930. She's like, well, I put it for when we were going to leave. I'm like, What? I'm like, who even does that? Like, do you understand how my calendar is? Like, you put it at the wrong time. I already had calculations. Guys coming. Nikki, what are you doing? I'm girl? like, what is going on? Who does that? And then she gets, like, upset. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I was a little over the top. But, like, if you saw how my calendar is, if you saw how my calendar, you would understand. You know? I 100% come. So, <laughs> my girlfriend and I. I use Google for everything. Google Calendar. Yep. Gmail runs the company and uh -huh. everything. So I said, she's like, hey, can we go to like, you know, my sister and I want to take her baby out. And we want to go do like a Christmas thing this weekend. I was like, good. You got to put in the Google Calendar. Yeah, but throw it on the calendar. I do the same thing. And it's, but it took me forever to be like, you have to send me a calendar invite. I'll accept it. And it'll get added to the regiment of a bunch of other crap. And she's like, I shouldn't have to do it. Like, really? I have to put it. I'm like, Yes. Dude, it's so funny now. Now she puts like <laughs> when she's getting her nails done or certain, or she's getting a massage, it's on my calendar. So the employees would be like, "Oh, you're getting your nails done today?" I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not. But it's gotten so bad. She puts so many things on my calendar where it starts to mess me up. I'm like, I don't have a haircut. What do you mean I have a haircut today? Oh, this is mess me up. But it's her getting a haircut and like it's got. We gotta get her own her own user. So now we have like this split calendar thing, like on our calendar <laughs> where, or our counter where it has like all. I'm of going it, through like, the same thing that, that you're going through right now. It's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's fine. I don't know who put. You don't have that problem. I don't know who puts no, the thing on the calendar <laughs> for when you have to leave. Who's doing that? Nobody's doing that. I'm gonna be honest. I I don't trust her touching my calendar. She just tells me. I message Gia. It's on my calendar because I. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. I don't like, put her in the calendar. She sends me the invite through Gmail. Right. I still have to say yes or no. Exactly. Oh, that's how I did it. Too. You know that would be convenient, but I, yeah. you know I, I'm so I'm so micromanaging on my my calendar is secret to me. Nobody's, oh no, yeah, nobody's yeah. allowed to touch yeah. that thing. Well, I could say don't no. even send me an invite. <laughs> I could say <laughs> no. Oh, she just sends you an invite. You just she sends you, and I could put yes, maybe or no. But the problem is, if you get too many emails in the morning, that thing makes it to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never make it to you the never top. Never seen it. <laughs> you never seen it. No, so. that's funny, man. That's funny. I mean, I, I feel like for you, it's like your your story is pretty inspiring because. You know, you did what a lot of people wouldn't do and just take the leap and yeah. just went for it. And I think that's what me and Dave did. We just kind of went for it. And, like, um, you know, Dave was living at home, right? Like, we like we both didn't really have, like, a great backup. We both had jobs. So it was, like, worst case scenario, we'll just go back to right, yeah. we'll go back to working for someone else. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm so glad I did that at the time I did because if at, at 30, I'm 30 now. If I was working, I was, if I, it would be really hard to just take a take a jump. And say, all right, screw it, I'm going for it. You honestly could it. It would be really hard. You got, you got, you know, with everything going on and like, like you got. It would be really hard. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's tough. You it, got, you got actual responsibilities now. Yeah, and I, I think that's that fallback. 
right? Like that we have is like at the time we're like, well, we could always go back and get that generic job and always move back with our parents if there's a prom or, you know, go get that. But I think doing it younger is a lot easier than doing it when you're older. Yeah, and to your point like that, like all these all these gurus are like, oh, well, it's never too late. You could be 50. You know, the KFC guy was 55 or whatever, right? Yeah. You see that? But like who's really doing that at 55? Yeah. You got to have a pair of balls on you. If yeah, you really. Yeah. And a very supportive spouse. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, one, one thing about you is that your dad was like, all in. Yeah. The the day that you started your, your journey as an entrepreneur, your dad was your biggest fan. Yeah. It's like, my son's going to make it. Well, right? I think for me, like, I, I was always doing, too. Like, when, like, growing up, my parents were like, you got to get a job. And I just would do anything not to get a job. But I would make money. I'd have a shoveling business. I would sell lighters yeah. online. I would sell concert tickets. I lost, like, 10 grand because I forgot to sell concert tickets on the day I, had it, I was supposed to do it. <laughs> like, just random. So they always knew I was going to end up doing something like I started an e-commerce business. I made 30 grand in a month and then I lost it all. So like somewhere, some way. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't. So I already had my failures. Right. Right. So like, I wasn't afraid to fail really. I think a lot of people are, are afraid, afraid to, to fail. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know what the weird though, but I never thought about that when I made the jump. You never I thought like, what if this that, doesn't work out? I think there was a part of me that's like, Oh, well I'm with my dad. So, like, he'll. My dad's gonna do the best he can. I always found that my dad was the my was the best teacher to anybody that came in off the street, because I he loves what he he does, and so it made him it made it really easy for him to teach somebody how to do the business. Yeah. My biggest issue was I saw a lot of people that went to him for help and failed, mm. and. I was scared that I would go in there, either not learn it quick enough and just fail. And mm. I'm like, that sucks to be like, you know, as a father, first of all, he's his first generation in real estate. He started from scratch, started with nothing, yeah. and never had a job. When he got out, he, he's never created a resume in his entire life. That's awesome. Uh, he, he bought his first building in college. And then when he was in college, uh, he did other things with vending machines and all that stuff. So he already had it built in. And so I was like, this is my dad's opportunity to be like second generation kids going to join and hopefully his kids will join. And I was like, so I have to really make sure I want to do this or else he's going to go around and tell everyone that his kid's doing real estate with him. And, you know, he doesn't have to sell all of his properties and get a boat in the middle of Atlantic and, you know, deliver. Yeah. he gets to push on. And I was like, so that pressure really, really hit a lot of like, I can't figure out in five or 10 years if I want to do this. I have to figure out in a year. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, um, that's where I learned how to drink to kill on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say it was the best thing that happened to me because it wasn't a recession. It was a medically induced, uh, crash on the market basically. Right. Yeah. And so my dad loved that a little bit on the standpoint of he gets to teach me how to deal with this right now. Like, cause like, I don't get to, do, I don't have to deal with an 08, but this was basically like an 08, but Mi- like mini. medically yeah. induced basically. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I could teach my son how to take care of this, go through all the obstacles. So when we get out of it, well, he'll know how to do it the right way. That's awesome. So uh, we spent like two, three years or two years, normal market, buying $50 a square foot real estate, industrial real estate, to then COVID hitting, to no one buying anything. And... um to then go into like a three hundred dollar market, to then go into a two hundred, now get into like the mid to high one hundred dollar market. So he got to teach me 
that different span of it. But COVID was great because I was living with my dad still. We woke up together. We drank coffee together, went over a bunch of real estate, then drank in the afternoon together. And then we're up until like 10, 11 at night doing real estate again. <laughs> and that, and and that's all. So that's why like my learning Jeez. curve really shortened. And, um, and so there was no, like at that point, that's when his discussion was, what do you need a salary for? You live here and we do nothing. You can't even leave. We're door dashing food every day. <laughs> and, so, and tequila. Oh, and we were both, you know, my parents are divorced. So he was single and I was single. Oh, wow. So it was like, the, oh, we had, a, we hadn't, we hadn't report, do anything to anyone. So, um, you know, that just like, you guys are just slinging deals. Just like, like drinking just real estate it. in the same home together. <laughs> I moved out of my mom's to move with my dad and do this. We're like, my mom doesn't You're just drink. bros. Like, you're just hanging oh my out. God. Like, and so it's like a complete turn up. Like, I, when I lived in Virginia, I didn't drink. I didn't do everything. I hit the gym every day. And I worked. And that's it. I didn't do anything else. And that was my life out there. And then to move here, it's like, boom, I'm going to teach you about this. Boom, I'm going to teach you about that. And, uh, and so it was like, awesome. Like, it, it was exactly what I needed because there was no way for there to be any other distractions because the world was shut down. Mm. So, as an HD person, I was it was easy because I was like, well... This is what I got to do. There's no, I can't throw myself a curveball here. Like, everyone's doing e-commerce, so I'm like, I ain't going to even try that because, you know, who am I competing against? You, you, know? you didn't do any GameStop? Uh, I did a little Dogecoin bit. trading? I, I didn't do any Dogecoin. I did... Someone showed me, like, oh, just day trade Amazon. Um, AMC or something. No, what was it? Uh, you just GameStop. Yeah. And I did it, and I made, like, 200 bucks, and I was like, oh, this is so stupid. And then I started figuring out, I was like, you know what? I can't put money into things I can't touch. All right. So I just gave that up. And so what's really funny is when I started my journey with my dad, I had a savings account. I think I had, like, five or ten grand in it. I just want to stop. I can't put money into things I can't touch. It's a good model. It's a good yeah. Everything that I've made money in this this stuff, but I've all, I end up losing it anyway. Well, that was my problem. I'm I'm like this is so stupid. I'm losing it. And as an HD person, I'm like oh. I woke up. I'm like I forgot to check the stock, and now it's lost everything. Yep. So I was like, if I put in real estate, I can control my outcome in that. I can control if I'm going to lose everything yeah. in it, or if I get greedy and make it a dollar extra square foot. I know how much more I'm going to get out of that. So. It was taking me so long to get a building or to make any money in real estate. So I had a savings account, and I was like, screw it. I'm going to give it to Grand Cardone, and oh. I'm going to try something here. So he was running this thing where you could put, like, five grand in, and you can get be a non-accredited investor. I'm like, done. Here's 10. I want to do it. It was the most brutal experience I've ever gone through in my entire life. And that kind of, like, screwed me up a little bit because I was like, it was, like, brutal. Like, no one would get back to me. DocuSigns took forever. Eight months to close when they said it was 30 days. It was it was a brutal process to go through. And um, I barely made anything. You know, maybe made a couple hundred bucks a quarter. Where I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting a return on investment. And, uh, but meanwhile, through that, bought my first industrial building out in Roxbury with my dad's help. And uh, he taught me everything. I bought two, we bought two industrial buildings, uh, on two separate lot. One was like seventeen or eighteen thousand square feet. One was like thirteen thousand square feet. Bought them both from a um, a user, and they were got sold out by a company in California. And uh, it was funny. We were actually I found a building down the street, and I was like, "Dad, you got to come in here. I think I could buy this building. I need your help because banks aren't giving giving me any money." 
And uh, and this was before COVID and everything. And he's like, okay. We walked through. He's like, yeah, dude, uh, this is crap. And I looked at the program. I'm like, you have anything else? He's like, well, I have this one building, but I don't think you guys will like it. I'm like, I don't care. Let me see it. We go over there. My dad's like, it's not bad. It needs a lot of work. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll do it. I need to learn on something. And so he was like, all right, fine. I'm going away to Florida. Here's the here's the amount. You can't go past this amount. So we start a bidding war on the phone with this other guy back and forth. And I'm like, I'm going to lose this property. Like, this is the first time to get my first property. Lose it. Damn. Call my dad in front. I'm like, can I go to this number? He's like, no, no, you're, you're done. You're done. I'm pissed off. I'm upset. Uh, a month goes by. Bro calls me back. He's like, you still want it. And I was like, yeah. Nice. So I was like, but I want it on my number. And he's like, yeah, well, the other guy was like, had more. He put up more. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do that. You know I'm real. You see our portfolio online. Now it's just start getting the website called. I'm like, you can see our portfolio. I was going to ask, yeah. The website started, and he's like, no, no, I know you're good. You're credited. You know, I have your dad's name and everything. And I was like, yeah, so, like, that's my price. And they finally go back, and they're like, fine, we'll take it. We'll take it for your price. I'm like, Let's all right, go. all right. Let's go. Two vacant buildings. I tell everyone the story, and they're like, surprise. It's a bank store. Two vacant buildings, 117, 113. Uh, what, 1,000 square feet? What, 17? Uh, together, both of them together it was 17 plus 13. Okay. 30,000. 30, yeah. So we go to the bank and this is my first time buying a property, going to a bank. I'm asking for 25% for my decks. I'm like, I found it. I'll manage it. I'll run it. I'll make sure I get tents. I'll do everything. So we go to a bank. Roy gets it approved a hundred percent financing what? with a million dollar renovation loan. <laughs> what? Where? So yeah, where? So I, uh, I'm like, what bank? Matasquan. <laughs> Matasquan is our people. We love them. They do. They do so much for us. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, I'm like, wow, this is like crazy. So we got 100 percent finance, million dollar renovation loan, and he's like, all right, go. And I was like, well, what do I do? He's like, just go, just figure do it, out. it, renovate it, and if you have questions, let me know. And I was like, but like, I need guidance. He's like, right. Go out there, you know, you've been watching YouTube videos and all that. Go and figure out what you need to do. Come back to me. I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. And that's how all my coaching started. That's how I learned everything like we talked about. That's how I learned about HVAC prices, roofing prices, uh, epoxy floors. Um, and so uh, I spent $1.3 million, not a million, on renovating them. <laughs> because no one told me I had to do tenant fit outs. So when it, I spent, I was like, oh, my God, I came at budget for renovating it. But then to put two tenants in, uh, you know, I had to spend money. <laughs> so I, I did two great leases for those buildings, and it took five years to get a distribution from the property. And um, the, that, that property, basically, it did so well, allowed me to basically, uh, I'm under contract to buy a brand-new townhome that they're, we're working on, they're building right now. And so I remember sitting there going, like, holy crap, this property that, like, all I did was ask the broker, do you have anything else? And he said yes, and they came back, allowed me to put a 20% deposit down on a brand-new townhome for myself. And I, but I had to wait five years to get that money to go before it started cash flowing. Tenants are in there. Now I have two tenants in there. NJIT is one of them from no Rutgers and all that. They're a tenant. They have a laboratory in there. The other one's a big German company that makes conductive rubber. And uh, 10-year lease, 5-year lease, and all that stuff. Great rents for the middle of nowhere off 80. And um, 
And so, but and at that point, I was like, all right, I'm done doing everything else. I'm not messing with stocks. I'm not messing with anyone who's like, oh, I have a little deal here. You want to invest in my shirt brand? Or you want? I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I know this. I know I can make money through this now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that building literally, you know, it's a buy and hold. You're not gonna sell it. Never. 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 That those are like I. So funny. Another thing I learned from my dad, right? So we were partners on this property. There's another property he finds. He knows the guy who owns it. It's a dog with fleas, but it's got an adult daycare in it. But it's behind. It's it's like it's got all these environmentalists. He goes back and forth. The guy knows. He's like, look, we'll take on the responsibility. But like, it comes off the purchase price. He's like, okay, no problem. My dad figures out he could probably do it for cheaper than what that guy's environmental guy got it for. And he's like, okay, so I can make a couple bucks on this and all that off the purchase price. Um, and at that spot, we were buying so much stuff. We're like, all right, we don't have the cash to close on it. So he's like, why don't we go back to the Roxbury buildings, ask Madisquan if they'll give us a second on it. Yeah. And those buildings basically appraised for three times the amount we bought it for. All the lease sides. So we were able to take that building and then buy another building with it. And then we could just, you know, you could just, just snowball. Just snowball. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So that's that's what made me think of the Commerce Park Ventures thing. And uh, that's, you know, kind of how I met those guys, Dan and Adam. So, so I just want to touch on one thing that you said. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? You got anything else that, that you're working on? Or you have any other properties we could look at? That single phrase, I tell our sales guys all the time. That single phrase has made us, made me personally more money than any other phrase I know. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, and yeah. you got anything else? What else are you working on? What else you got? That simple question will make you so much money. Right. So much money. And you know what? Doing it in an argument. I literally had a brawl match with a broker last week. I'm trying to buy stuff in Virginia just because I have a one buddy and my mom's there. And I'm like, I want to expand. We're in Pennsylvania. We're in Jersey. Let's be in Virginia. <laughs> and so I'm telling the broker why the property's not worth what it is. I'm like, bro, it's a seven cap. He's like, but it'll be an eight in five years. And I was like, I ain't worried about five years. I'm worried about now. Yeah. And so um, he was like, well, that's what the seller wants. And I was like, but as a broker, you need to be able to go to them and let them know, like, your competition's me. There's, We're talking, and the property's been on the property for more than three months. I'm willing to do a cash deal with you. Let's do something here. But understand that, like, it's it's we're not in a seven cap market right, right now. Right. So we get through this whole battle and everything. He's like, well, you know, I don't think you're proper to buy it anyway. You obviously you're qualified, but I don't. You know, it, it is what it is, and I'm not going to entertain the seller with any more of any of any more of what you want to tell me. And I was like, okay, okay. Will you give him one last offer? He's like, no. If it's under this price, then I'm I'm not even entertained anymore. And I was like, okay. Well, you have anything else for sale? And he's like, well, why? I was like, because maybe you have something else to say that's reasonable that I could pay for it. He's like, yeah, but, you know, if I'm sending you anything, it has to be at the price I'm sending. I said, okay, I'll make that determination, like, when I, when you send it to me. And so, literally, he sends me something, and I was like, now this is what I'm talking about. Yo, like, I, I love that. <laughs> like, I so, we're gonna, we can play that game at the end of the day, but I want to buy something from you, and I want you to lease it. Right. That's what I want to play that game. I ain't going to bring another broker in and have them do it and say, I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm going to buy it from you as a broker and I want you to lease it. And when I sell it, I want you to sell it for me. And you're going to bring me more deals. And you're bringing me more. Yeah. 
And so literally I have three deals on my desk from him that are all really good deals. So it's still need to be underwriting. But instead of walking away going like, oh, my God, you know what? Screw you. Like, you're wrong in all this. Which, even even if he's wrong, it doesn't matter. Who day. cares? Yeah, you're in the market I want to be in. Right. So what else do you have? And then that wigged him all out like, well, you know, uh, I have, will you, will you buy land? <laughs> 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 and I was like, sure, if it's at the right price, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that's... That's how I'm going to progress my living, right, is buying real estate. Like, we can get mad at each other all we want. I don't care. Sell me some properties. <laughs> I think on that note, that's, that's, a, that's a good spot, Dave. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. All right. Spencer, it's been a pleasure, brother. This was you, honestly amazing. I think you're an inspiration for a lot of young entrepreneurs who are looking to get started. Take the leap, man, right? Like you took the leap and look at you now and, and um, you know, it's it's been a great conversation. And um, if people want to connect with you, if they want to find you, if they want to, you know, reach out to you, maybe they want to do what you did with your dad, but except for you. Yeah. Um, how do they find you? Yeah, you could uh, you could email me, uh, which is Spencer at CommerceParkNJ.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. I do a lot of stuff on there. It's just Spencer Pascal. Um and, uh, and if you want to see any of the deals we're working on or you're interested in anything, it's uh, Commerce Park Investors is that Instagram, too. Awesome. But uh, I would, yeah, reach out if anything you want, just like these guys. Awesome, brother. We appreciate Thanks. having you. This was amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cool.